Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you're feeling good and groovy in your neighborhood. All right, so listen, I pulled a card for us to kick off today's episode and you know who's come forward? None other than the King of Wands himself. Now, here's the thing though. He has come to us reversed. Oh, you know, every time a card comes reversed, I always get like, oh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's like, for me, it's like a curveball. It's like, just when you thought you would get something useful, it's like, no, you know what? Go within. Not that that's not useful. Just to say, you know, I was looking for something a little more external, but it's okay. So we've got the King of Wands here and um, a beautiful card, I will say. Um, I love the artwork of this card, of this deck. This is the Lightseer's deck. Um, so anyway, the suit of wands is associated with the element of fire, and it's about our passions, our creativity, our inspiration. So you can only imagine what is in store for us today, but it comes reversed. So let's see what the guidebook says. Uh, being overly ambitious, ooh, a need for compassion, okay, egomania, hmm, being too assertive, explosive emotions, and impatience. Huh, that is so interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about this and I'm wondering, is this card for me personally or is this for all of you, all of us? Who knows? I'm just going to offer it up anyway because he has come forward to say, hey, listen, you know what? We've got the fire of lion. It is Leo season, my friends. And so we've got the fire and the ego to make big moves. But we need to be mindful of keeping our egos in check. Of, it's so funny because I just use ego twice, but in two different ways, right? We've got ego and confidence, and then we've got ego, which is like egotistical. Um, there's a very nuanced difference, and I hope you can pick up on that. But if not, then We'll just keep practicing talking about the two different ways in which ego is being used. Um, but yeah, so we've got the lion's confidence and the fire to ignite our creativity. I mean, we are in Leo season when a lot of projects are being called to fruition. It's like, hey, you always wanted to create that, um, you know, dream business. Now's the time to do it. Oh, you always wanted to start a novel. Now's the time to do it. You want to write a new book? Go ahead. Now's the time to do it. But if you are feeling overconfident, then you tend to have bigger blind spots, not seeing what um, 
might be right in front of you that can help ease your journey on creating these things. Okay, so let me read what the guidebook says. This fiery guy. <laughs> He's a charismatic and natural born leader whose vitality emanates through his laughter and his obsession with a life well lived. As you dance into this energy, you may feel a surge of entrepreneurial passion that pushes you to the edges of your epic success. The card of moguls, masterpieces, and soul inspiration. The king of wands calls you to unleash that offbeat weirdo that you've got inside and be absolutely unapologetic in your pursuit of the stellar. Ground your vision through the wildly novel expression of big ideas. And if you find yourself getting tripped up by the minutiae of the everyday, recruit help and map out the bigger picture. Holler passionately. Invite others to see what you see. The shadow side of this energy, which is what I have been talking about, is that you may not perceive your own blind spots because of an overzealous ambition. Oh my God, did I not just say that? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Keep arrogance and unrealistic expectations. That's the word I was looking for, arrogance, not just ego. Okay, got it. Keep arrogance and unrealistic experiences, oh, sorry, expectations at bay and work out the kinks before charging ahead with your intensely vibrant heart. And here is the mantra. Passionate and heart-fueled, we build this empire of light together. Mm, mm -hmm. Okay, so I am glad that this card has come forward because when I hit record for today's episode, I was coming in with the intention of visioning the life of our dreams, to spend time dreaming and creating what it is that we want. And this card is like, yeah, you can do that, but let us right size our control over how those visions come to fruition. Because often the ego gets excited. It's like, okay, this is just a hypothetical. I totally, like, say you want a giant mansion of a house right? And you're like, all right, I'm just going to work my butt off at my job. I'm going to put in extra hours. I'm going to get overtime. And eventually I'm going to save enough money to buy that big giant mansion I want. Now, the problem with this is that one, you'll burn yourself out. Two, you end up at, at what cost? You end up sacrificing your time that is a limited resource because once you time goes, you can't get it back. Um, and is that time spent earning extra money for this giant house worth it when maybe there needs to be a balance? Maybe you need to think about the time that you're spending in this job, you know, getting paid overtime versus spending time with your family, with your kids, with your loved ones, whoever, you know, playing outside, hiking, being in nature, you know, painting, creating collages, whatever it is, whatever lights you up. But you, you, you deprive yourself of that time of being blissfully human because you want to work the grind to get that big house. So that's, that's what the energy of this reversed King of Wands card is. It's wanting that thing and doing everything within your control and your power to reach for that thing, to effort and grasp for that thing, rather than 
allowing for the vastness of the universe and its magic to come into your life, to line up all the opportunities that can ease the path towards, let's say, the big mansion, whatever. I'm just using that as a, an illustration for, you know, big dreams and things like that. So consider that. Yes, you can have big dreams, but are you remaining open as far as how those dreams come true? So these are questions to consider. All right, so let's talk about dreams. Let's talk about vision, okay? If you've been following me for a while now, you know that I have been talking a lot about midlife, talking about midlife identity, about this place called the threshold towards elderhood, right? It's sort of that more or less the general midpoint of your life where you have followed the quote unquote path, capital T, the capital P path, and done all the things that people said you needed to do. Like, you know, you went to school, you went to college, you established a career, you found a partner, got married, had kids, got the house, the car, the things, right? Hello, capitalist society. Um, and now what, right? Now you, you've checked off all the boxes and you are in wherever you are, you know, whatever you created, you're in your career, your job, you know, maybe you own a business, whatever it is, but you're in this state of, okay, now what? This state of dissatisfaction. It's like, okay, I did all the things society told me to do and I feel like, okay, that's it? You know, is that, is that all? Um, wow, that was easy. And now I got another 30, 40 years of what? Like the same thing? That's not cool. Like I'm just going to grind at my job for the next 20, 30, 40 years, however, however old you are. I'm projecting for like a lifespan of like 80s and 90s, you know, 90 year old. So what, where does that leave us? Where, you know, do we just like kind of roam around aimlessly? That's part of what people experience as a midlife crisis. They come to this realization that life, the life they've created isn't satisfactory. I mean, we all go on that path thinking, okay, once I check off all those things, I will have made it. Yes, I will have made it. I will be successful. I will have a huge retirement fund and, you know, nest egg, blah, blah, blah. And then you hit a certain age or a certain point in your life, a certain phase, and you're like, wait a minute. You know, you look around and you're like, hold on a second. One, I don't have that egg nest of retirement money that I thought I would have by my age. Two, my job is just so boring because it's redundant and repetitive and I feel like I'm not really growing and evolving as a person. This is so unsatisfying, you know? And I'm sure there's other things that I could list right now, but I don't want to get anyone too depressed. <laughs> so then what if we took a pause instead of spiraling in that midlife crisis, like who am I even? What is my purpose in life? Yeah, these are really important questions to consider, but to not freak out about it if you don't have an answer. The whole idea of being a spirit soul in the human body, in the human experience is to explore is to experiment, is to say, hey, you know what? What do I want to do? What do I want to be when I grow up? What lights me up? What thing, no matter how small or seemingly trivial or whatever it is, 
what thing, when I do it, I get so excited about it. I forget time. I forget responsibilities. I just bask in the joy of it. That is the thing you need to seek out and do more often. You know, in a previous episode, I talked about the seeds. Our gifts are the seeds that we plant in our own life and in the lives of others just by planting them, by offering our gifts to to other people. So here's the thing. When we are in our 20s, more or less, and we go out in the world and we interview for a job, you know, like the career job, the quote unquote real job, whatever it is, the job that you see yourself in for like the next 10, 20 years, whatever it is. And you go on this interview and generally speaking, more often than not, the interviewer will ask, where do you see yourself in a year, in three years, in five years, in 10 years, right? I mean, they're fishing around for, are you going to be with our company for a long period of time? Do you see yourself here? Should we invest the time and effort and money it takes to train you in our company and you're going to stay or are you just going to jump ship? I mean, that's really why they're asking the question, but it's an important question to ask because we can't just roam around aimless. I mean, we can, like we have the ability to, but that makes for a dissatisfying experiment, you know, experience, human experience. So I think about this question, right? And in my 20s, I it was funny because the career center at my college would just prep me with, you know, some generic answers, like to the effect of like, oh, I can see myself here in the next five years, moving up the ranks, becoming a, you know, account executive managing 10 clients at a time with a full team that reports to me, you know, like stuff like that. So dumb. Um, Talk about corporate speak. Like I want to throw up. Or if you're a lawyer, it's like, well, I see myself moving up from associate to partner within a eight to 10 year time frame. (laughs) So, but the question is asking us to imagine our futures, to use our creativity and create that future in our minds so that we can experience what it might feel like. Imagine what is your future self who has everything you've ever wanted in life, right? This future version of you has everything that you've always wanted. What does that feel like? What do you notice about your body's response to that thought? Like for me, I get goosebumps and I get all giddy and I'm like, whoa, so exciting. You know, I feel lighter. I feel like the sun is on me and I'm just basking in it. (sighs) Yeah. So, but if we don't know, not even if we don't know, we all know what we want. But if we don't have clarity, it's harder for us to tap into that feeling. That feeling of tapping into that future version of you that has all of your heart's desires, that is part of the manifestation process. You know, everything is energy. Everything is frequency. And so if you can tune the frequency of your body to match that of your future self that has everything you've always wanted, then your your reality inevitably has to match that frequency. So 
I'm talking metaphysics here, people not talking, you know, woo woo stuff. I mean, it can be seen as woo woo, but, (laughs) but I digress. I digress. The idea is how can you manifest things? How can you create the life that you want if you are not crystal clear on what it is you want? Now, I'm not saying you need to freak out and be like, oh my God, I have no idea. And if I have no idea, I'm never going to manifest the life of my dreams because I don't even know what I want. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Pause. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Okay. One. I don't know becomes a mantra and you just keep reinforcing that thought in your head where then you will not know for longer than you actually do know. Okay. So let's be mindful of how we use the phrase. I don't know, because I believe that we all know we just have varying degrees of connection with our divine inner knowingness. Okay. So that's the first one Two. I don't know feels like a lie because if you refer to point number one, we have an inner knowing. We deep down, way deep, 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 deep down know what our heart's desires are. Sometimes we just feel it. Sometimes maybe we don't see it. Maybe we don't know how to articulate it in words. We just know the feeling that something gives us. And that's enough to know. So do this experiment with me. Take out a sheet of paper and put your vision, your dreams for your life for one, three, five, and 10 years from now. So what does your life look like a year from now, for example? What does your life look like three years from now and then five years from now and then 10 years from now, you know? So for example, um, for myself, I'll give you a little personal stuff. Um, I rent a condo. The vision that I have for myself between now and let's say three years from now is that I would like to own a small little house with a yard so I can garden I can't garden on, you know, common property. Uh, I can have a little yard where Bailey, my doggie, can run around freely without having to be leashed all the time. And if something breaks, then I can fix it myself instead of waiting for my landlord who doesn't like to fix things, we'll just say. (laughs) Um, So that's, you know, that's, that's the vision. That's the dream. Um, I don't know what that house looks like. I haven't gotten that far into the vision. But here's the thing about visioning and about dreaming is that you can make it as specific or as general as you like, as long as you can create those feelings within you that you've already got the thing that you're dreaming about. And then here's the other piece, because some people might freak out and say, oh, God, I can't decide. I know what I want, but I'm afraid I'm going to get locked in to that decision. Like if I say that I want a four bedroom colonial on a hill with a three car garage and a circular driveway and I lock into that and then suddenly like 
three months later, I'm like, no, 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 I actually want something smaller and only a one car garage. And I don't even want a long driveway. I just want a little guy, you know, and you know, four bedrooms would be nice, but I only need three. If you change your mind, that is okay. The universe reads your frequency. It doesn't lock you in to what your order is like Amazon does. <laughs> you know, when you order something on Amazon, it's the thing that you order, right? When you order something from the universe, the universe says, okay, well, let me tune into your frequency. Is that what you really want? Okay, cool. And then as your frequency changes, the universe changes. The universe says, oh, you know what? We got to modify that a second. Hold on. She wants a smaller house now. All right, let's modify the frequency a little bit. Let's see. Okay, here, bang, there's a match. We'll bring the smaller house into fruition, into manifestation. So all this to say, dream big, my friends. We do not dream big enough. Don't be afraid to dream big. Don't be afraid to envision a big, wide, joyous life for yourself. Because it's possible. If you thought of it, if it entered your head, it means it's possible. The things that are not possible would never have crossed your mind. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, because if you think about it, right? Why would you create something that wasn't already on your heart as far as a desire goes, you know? So don't worry. Trust and dream freaking big, so big that you start to feel uncomfortable, that you start to shrink. You feel yourself shrink a little bit. No, no, no. Resist that urge to shrink. Really dream big and say, hey, this is what I want. This is how I want to serve people. This is how I want to live my life. This is the kind of freedom that I long for. And then watch magic happen. You know, one of my teachers has said, what is desired by you is destined for you. Which is to say that if you weren't meant to have it, you wouldn't even want it in the first place. Have you noticed that not everybody loves cars, right? If they, if people have money, they don't, not everybody on the planet goes out and buys a fancy car, myself included. If I get a bunch of money, I'm spending it on travel. I am not spending it on a vehicle. But if you give my brother a bunch of money, he will spend it on a vehicle and travel. <laughs> so everyone's desires are different because we are all different. And there's no shame around what we desire as long as it is in integrity with our hearts, with our souls, that we feel lit up from the inside out. So my friends, that is our episode today. Um, a little shorter than usual, but I just want to give you the space to dream, to really envision the life that you want and to think about the areas of your life that you would love to create magic with. So for example, like personal development, where do you see yourself in three years, five years, 10 years, or even next year? Finances, where do you see yourself? Where do you see your bank account? 
um, career or and or you know business if you're an entrepreneur where where are you with all that like if you're in a career are you a lawyer and are you a partner what's beyond partner a senior partner do you start your own business you know your own form, firm law firm um, health and fitness for example are you eating better are you being more physically active are you going to take that ballroom dance class and then change the trajectory of your life because suddenly you want to be a competitor a professional ballroom dancer who goes out to competitions you know, you don't know, you don't know where the path will lead until you take that first step. I mean, one thing that I want to do, uh, it's just between us, you guys, <laughs> is to be a singer for like a little local band. I love singing and it'd be so fun to perform like covers for, you know, people at a bar or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's not, it's not a big, it's not a big dream, but you don't know where that will, that, where that will lead. You know, I don't know. Um, so think about all the areas of your life in which you want to improve. You know, it could be relationships, you know, family life could be, um, the other thing I think is entertainment and, and, you know, travel. Um, so yeah, make your, make your vision. You could make it a vision board. You could just, you know, roll out some paper, write it down on some paper. You can scrawl on a piece of printer paper and just decorate it with, you know, markers that you pull out of some old drawer. Hopefully they're not dried out. You draw flowers and hearts on it, rainbows, whatever, you know, but just love on it. Love. It doesn't have to be pretty. It could just be, you know, that piece of paper with your chicken scratch handwriting on it you know, put a bunch of stickers on it. Just make it feel good. So when you look at it, you're like, yes, that is what I want. That is each step that I take in my life is a step closer to that, whatever it looks like, because I don't necessarily have control over how I get there, but I do have control over aligned action that I take in the direction I want to move. Make sense? All right, friends. So let us close the episode with a poem from the anthology of the world I leave you Asian American poets on faith and spirit. And let's see, there is a poem I, I'm flipping through. I'm not really doing my usual um, tarot card sort of selection because last time I did that, I read a really long poem and I was like, Oh, I got stuck. And I want to, I want to keep the poems, um, a little shorter for today. Okay. So this poem, I'm still looking. Oh, this poem is by Kazim Ali. I love him so much. Okay. This poem is called Cover Me. Such clamor waves guide old vision's whisper, voice against whose virtue another version crashes. Mosques vanish back to ocean, ocean vanish back to vision, vision allied the remembrance of what it is we remember. Could you say this moment rubs the slate blank? When what rises up from the basket after you denied yourself? On the far shore, I am still trying to spit out what they mean, 
they mean after all the trees and statues have fallen. Wing cave acrobatic, as if we weren't already told a million different times. We've no future together or on a different day, the sun, boiling in my pocket and such haunting will splinter the rib. From its cage, you will have to admit, it has pleased you. It has relieved you. It has made you remember. You always wanted this, the feeling of fruit torn from the tree. What you wouldn't give to be mirage-ined, like mirage with an ed, like that. What wouldn't you have given to be forgiven, to be forgotten, then missed, then sought for and found? Cover me, cover me. Grief, God mine, what hasn't changed has changed. <sighs> mm. All right, friends, go out and manifest the dream of your life by writing it down, by starting to create what's within into the physical world by putting pen to paper. Okay, and then check in, drop me a note, send me a DM on Instagram or send me an email. Let me know how the dream making is going. Okay. All right. And on that note, my friends, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos. By signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe.